What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the Real Diac. Thoughts by the Real Diac Podcast. Hope y'all having a great day. Whatever day it is that you listen. Today, bringing you another episode of Growing Up the Ville. Where I just tell you life events to help mold me into the DeVille DI that you all know and love today. I know how much y'all enjoy these stories. Now, today, I don't really have so much of a story as I have, you know, a couple short stories. It's just leading up to my transition back from being rejuvenated and relocated to going home. I'm going home, going home, like that song, but without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it, man, so this year, all these events that have happened, my sophomore year of high school in Virginia, someone just recently reminded me, I guess it was like the anniversary, Uh, I think it was the anniversary of Tupac's death, I'm not quite sure. Well, something Tupac related happened like last week. And I was reminded that that was the same year I was in living in Virginia. It was the same year that Tupac died. I actually remember where I was when I found out Tupac died, right? So, because I remember us talking about it, me and Mouse, talking about it on the, um, on the bus. On the way home from school, we're talking about Tupac got shot. And, you know, where he got shot and this and that. And we're, you know, we're boasting about Pac, you know, because Pac's our hero. You know, we're boasting about Pac. He's got shot before. You know, he'll be out a couple days. He'll be out, you know what I mean? It's no big deal, yada, yada, yada. So, a couple days later, I'm in the car. It's me, my dad, my stepmom, my little brother. And we were out, like, shopping or something. It, that was kind of like our thing that we did on the weekend and days that we had a t- that we were all home together. We kind of like go out places, family time or whatever. So um, we were out doing something. I don't remember where we were shopping, but I remember being in the car. We were my dad's. He had this blue Toyota Corolla, and so um, we're in the car. I'm sitting in the back. Listen to the radio. I think we were getting ready. We were just leaving somewhere. I think we were headed to get some food or something like that. Or maybe we was headed to church. I'm not quite sure. But I remember the hearing the announcement over the radio that Tupac had passed away. And I was like, damn. It's a little man. It hit me in my chest, man. I shared a tear. Why? Relax, I'm going to tell you. Tupac, see, I was really into Tupac. I used to... Uh, back in Valdosta, I remember I had got I got this bicycle, a Roadmaster mountain bike, right? And I had a tape deck. I had one of those uh, cassette players, the headphones, you know. 
And I had all, 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 not all, was it all eyes on me? No, no, dang, what's the, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Me against the world. I had the me against the world tape. And I used to get up uh, um, early in the morning and I'd ride around the neighborhood listening to me against the world. You know, it was like early, like no other kids are really outside yet. And I'm just riding my bike around the neighborhood listening to me against the world over and over and over again. Because I kind of related to some of the things he was talking about. So when he passed, it hit me in my chest. But um, that wasn't the only death that I dealt with that year. My grandma, my dad's mother, passed away. Now, be 100% honest with you, I wasn't too sad when this happened. Because me and my dad's mom didn't have the greatest relationship. You know, it wasn't really, I wasn't really being honest with you. I wasn't really hurt when I found out that she passed away. She was, she wasn't the most pleasant lady. But, um, I do remember us having to go to North Carolina. So this is probably like the first, uh, it may not have been the first time, but it's one of the few times that I had been back to North Carolina after I left at eight years old. So, drive back to North Carolina. My mom was there for some reason. I think, I mean, she maybe she came for the funeral or whatever, but we get there. And, of course, you know, family is like, oh, you remember me? You remember me? I don't know why the hell people rush up on kids and ask us, do we remember? We don't remember you. I was eight when I left. I have no freaking idea who you are, stranger, danger. And, um... I remember seeing my cousin Mike for the first time in a long time, and he's a little older than I am. And for some reason, I remember wanting to get to know Mike, but they had a bad uh, perception of the guy. They didn't. Uh, he wasn't viewed in the in as the highest in the highest regards around their family, so they kind of kept me away from him. And then I ended up going with my mom for a majority of the time that we was there. I was with my mom. Then, of course, we went back for the funeral. After the funeral, we go, we're going to, it's getting around time for us to leave. So, uh, we go back, yeah, we go back to, to, uh, uh, what you call it? We go back to his mom's house, to my grandma's house. And this was real awkward to me because I got the witness. I had never seen this before. I'm like 14 years old. I got to witness the adults having the discussions over, like, who was taking what from the house. And that was weird. And they were discussing, like, who was going to pay pay off what bill. Because I think she, she still owed, like, on her furniture or something like that. And, you know, when you die, if, if, you, ha- if you guys don't know this, when you die... Your bills don't necessarily just go away. You know what I mean? But I don't know why you pay a dead person's bill. I mean, what they're going to do? Send it to collections. But, yeah. I hear the family going back and forth. And and, and, and they were kind of like, it wasn't the most pleasant conversation that they were having. Not because they were sad, but because they were in disagreement over who was going to take what. They were arguing over who got to take what possessions. Uh, from their mother's house after their mother's had passed after you've just 
buried your mother and you guys are in here can't agree as to who's going to take what. That was wild to me. So they finally, uh, however they figured out, they settled out who was going to take what. And I ended up getting, I remember, because I don't remember everything that they took, brought back, but I remember my dad getting a, a, what you call it, answering machine. He got the answering machine that had her voice, had the little tapes with her voice on it, on the message, and then he kept that. And I can see how that would be real important to you to be able to have your mother's voice, you know, so you can hear it from time to time when you feel that need. Like, boom, I still got her voice. I actually, be 100% honest with you, I actually have, um, or I don't delete my mom's voice messages when she leaves me a voice message, just so that I always have that. I've done that. And I think partially I did that because I saw my dad uh, keep that 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 um, that tape, you know, little tiny tapes that go, went into the went into the um, answering machines. He kept that. So, and um, I remember, I remember, no, he didn't keep the answering machine. He gave me the answering machine. He gave somebody the answer answering machine and the tape. Yeah, he. He gave somebody the answer machine, but he kept the tapes. I remember that. And I got a phone, this blue phone that sat in her living room. Now, a phone is an odd thing to give a teenager, especially, you know, his deceased grandmother's phone. But I got a phone from her, and that was supposed to be my, like, little piece of piece of her to keep and hold on to for myself. Uh, don't know whatever happened to that phone be 100% honest with you. I had it in my room when I was living with my dad and then when I went back to Valosta, I did take the phone with me, but to this day, I couldn't tell you whatever happened to it. So, oh, something in my mouth is disgusting. Pause. So yeah, after that, we head back to, um, we head back to uh, Virginia. That's pretty much all that I remember of that. The next big event that was coming up was my birthday. My birthday was coming up. And I was also trying to get a job. Yeah, I remember I got all dressed up and I got my bike. Flip 400. Is it weird that I remember pretty much every bike that I've ever owned? I had a flip, but you don't. I was a teen. So that bike was like my car. I had a Flip 400 BMX bike. I used to ride the hell out of that bike. So I remember getting dressed up, ironing my clothes, tucking my shirt in. I had this Tommy Hilfiger shirt that was like this cream, red, and blue. Yeah. So that was my favorite shirt. That was my go-to junk. I had a collar shirt. I ironed it up. I put it, put it, put it together, jump on my bike, and I ride my bike all the way up to... Uh, all the way up to this Wendy's. The Wendy's had one of those signs in the window said they're hiring. I ride my bike all the way up to the Wendy's. I get the application, fill out the application. Manager comes out and he talks to me and he's ready to hire me, but he doesn't because I'm 14 years old. Too young to work. I don't have, I'm 14. 
I don't have a work permit. So he asked me when was my birthday. So this was, I believe it was like in September. So I told him my birthday is in November. He was like, well, look, come back when you, when you, when you get your birthday, come back, get your work permit. And you know, I got a spot. I have a spot for you. And I thought that was dope because that's the first job I ever applied for. And technically I got it. If I had been old enough to take the job, I had the job, man. So, yeah, so now I'm waiting on my birthday to come. So I'm waiting on my birthday to come up. Uh, They asked me what I want for my birthday. I make two requests. I asked for a CD player. This is when the portable CD players was popping. As for a CD player and the Tupac Machiavelli CD. That was all I wanted for my birthday. So they was like, you know, um, okay, cool. Like, that's it. That's all I want. CD player, Machiavelli. Now, I knew that there was a very slim chance that I'd actually get that Machiavelli CD. <coughs> Excuse me. Because, like I said, my stepmom was uber religious. And if you remember, if you think back, that, that Machiavelli CD had Tupac on a cross, you know, in the same image that they portray as um, Jesus on the cross. But Tupac was on the cross on, on that album. And I knew that knowing my dad, more likely than not, she was going to be the one to do the shopping. Or if she had anything to do with it, she was going to be against getting me this CD with Tupac on the cross. But I was just hoping for it. So, you know, the weeks go by up until my birthday. Birthday hits. Come home. Come home from... I don't know if I had practice in November. I don't know. But either way, I come home. Uh, It's my birthday. We have my birthday meal. Then, you know, they bring out the cake, sing the happy birthday, give me my presents. Boom, I got presents. Now I'm looking, and there's three presents instead of two. I only asked for two. I asked for a CD player, a portable CD player. I asked for two Pops Machiavelli CD. So, of course, boom. First off, I grabbed the biggest one. Rip that joint open. Rip, rip, rip. What do I got? Boom. Portable CD player with the skip resistance and all that. I'm balling. I'm in the game now. So, things is going good. Maybe I do have this Machiavelli CD. So, I pick up the the, um, the next gift. Rip, rip, rip. Rip that guy open. It's Snoop Dogg CD. I believe it was the dog father. I could be wrong, but I think it was a dog father. I know it was a Snoop Dogg CD. So I'm like, shit, it ain't too hot, but it'll do. So I grabbed the next one. I know this is a CD too. This is the the Crew de Gras. Did I say that right? Probably not. It don't matter. Nobody listens to me anyway. So I grabbed this one, the Crew de Gras. Rip, 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 rip. It's the Tupac. All eyes on me. Double CD, John. 
I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. Because it's still Tupac. But I'm heavily disappointed. This is not the Tupac that I wanted. What the hell would you do this to me? But you know that awkward moment where somebody has given you something and you don't want to seem ungrateful or unappreciative. So you're just like, ah, Tupac, cool. And I'm looking at them because I know that they know that um, this isn't the CD that I want. Now, they claimed that they didn't have the CD that I wanted. But I'm pretty sure they probably didn't look for it. They just grabbed Tupac. Because I didn't, I'm, if she saw that album cover, she wasn't buying it anyway. But that's neither here nor there. And then they give me a card. And the card has money in it. And they say, well, you can buy you some more, use this, to buy you some more CDs. That's where I feel like they just intentionally didn't buy me the CD that I wanted because she was probably acting like a whole whole out chill <laughs> but you gave me but my dad I think my dad gave me the money but either way so man I rocked that CD player out so I did get my dad to take me to the, the mall to buy some CDs and I bought they didn't they actually didn't by the time I got there they didn't have Machiavelli sold out um, I end up getting a Drew Downs CD, Drew Downs West Coast guy, um, and I think I got an Outcast CD. And I used to rock the hell out of these CDs. I'm talking about when I lay down at night, I put my headphones on and put the uh, put the CD in and let it play, and I just lay in the bed and listen to this music until I fell asleep and see what I would do. While I'm laying in the bed listening to this music, I'd be running through the the music in my head. Like, I would be creating my own personal stories or my own personal basic video, basically videos that went along with my favorite songs while I was laying down. The boy DeVille's always been creative. And that's how I would end my nights. So, that's November. December's rolling around. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Of course, we're going to be on a break. So that was like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking, now I'm going to get to go home and see my mom. So I started bringing it up. You know, can I go see my mom for Christmas break? And first up, my dad's like, sure, you know, let me look into this and this and that. Cool. But then the closer and closer it gets to time, and I'm steady asking about me going to see my mom for Christmas. And then basically I was let I was let down and they let me know it wasn't gonna happen. We were gonna go to North Carolina for Christmas. I'm like, but I don't wanna go to North Carolina. I wanna go see my mom. I really had zero interest in going to North Carolina. I'm about as close to my daddy's side of the family as the earth is to the moon. I don't know these people. I had no interest in getting to know these people. I still to this day don't have no interest in getting to know these people. As sad as that may sound to some of you, that's just how it is. But, so now I'm pissed. And one thing about DeVille, once I get in a certain state of mind, things are going to go the way I want them to go. 
and I'm, you're not changing my mind. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going home. If it's going to be this big deal, I remember telling them, if it, if I knew it was going to be this hard for me to go see my mom, I would have never came here. I want to go home. So they tried to talk me out of it, and I'm like, nah, fuck this. I'm going home. I want to go home. Calling my mama, I'm going home. Because I know if they won't give me the means to get home. Now, I know my mom at the time, she really didn't have it like that to just send me back and forth for a holiday. But I knew if I said I wanted to come home, she'd find a way to get her baby boy home. So I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> so as everybody's preparing, because they're, they're making up all these excuses about your gifts and putting the gifts on the plane, and yada, yada, yada. Screw all that. Want to go home. So as everybody's preparing for this trip to go to North Carolina to visit the family, I'm packing my shit. Because what we're having is I've, we've arranged for my mom to meet us in North Carolina. So I'm going to drive down with them, get with my mom. We're going to be out. We're going to go down, go home. So I pack up all my gear, all my clothes, all my, my Christmas presents, everything. Boom. We throw them in the, uh, in the van and we head out on the way to North Carolina. I'm, I have, I, I'm in the last seat of the van. I got me a blanket back there. I got everything set up. I got a blanket, got pillows. I got my CD player. I got my Tupac CD, my Outkast CD. Got my headphones on, and I'm just rocking out. You know, I'm, I'm spacing like I do, and I'm just creating these dope-ass music videos and these dope-ass movies, these, these, these feature films to the soundtracks of... Tupac, All Eyes on Me, and Dogfather, and AT Aliens. I'm just rocking out to this. I'm not even studying these people in the car. Then the damn truck break, the damn van breaks down. Breaks down. I think the Kelly converter or something messed up. And we end up in some little podunk town. But they got together. Some dudes, to, uh, some dude came and helped my dad, and they rigged it up some kind of way. So that we'd be able to make it to where we make it until, and you know, he could get the van checked out once we got to North Carolina. I really wasn't concerned about how they were <laughs> going to get back as long as we got to North Carolina. So they rig it up. We get back on the road. We make it to North Carolina. And once again, it's just like, screw you guys. I'm out. My mom's here. I link up with my mom, my brother. My brother got to see his mom. My brother had been through some things and he actually had to get adopted by our father because, you know, I'm not even going to get into all that. That's his business. It's a dark story, but he had been through some things. He hadn't seen his mom in a while. He got to see his mom, and that was cool. But fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> so I link up with my mom, and um, we had, it might, wait, now I'm thinking, was it door die? I had a door die CD. That's what CD had. I had Dodd. I had, yeah, it was Dodd. Do you wanna ride in the backseat and again jumping up? That's what I had. Dodd. That's what it was. Cause me and my mom listened to that Dodd CD all the way back from North Carolina to um, to Valdosta, and I was just sitting back. I was sitting there. I was happy as I could be, telling her about all the stories about you know me playing football and. Everything that happened, and, and you know, we I was just happy to see her. She was happy to see me, and 
you guys are gonna have to come back and tune back in for the next season of Going Up to Vildi. The King has returned.